but there's not like yeah. this big experience that's like oh this is the catapult or this is what's going to drive this album so i'm mm-hmm. i've been excited to be like okay how do you write from like a joyous place how do you write from a place of love <laughs> and not just pain and so it's been a new experience that's been a little scary but it's been exciting as well to kind of figure it out Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or X at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod. Now, here's James and Aisha. What's happening, family? This is Aisha Woods with James Curtis Woo-hoo! on Between the Grooves, episode 286. What a great episode this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking to today? Well, it's uh, maybe you can guess. Uh, this individual's had hit songs, even getting some Spanish versions into Latin America. Uh, she's been Hola, juggling. Chica. That's right, juggling the music career. <laughs> she's a mom, and uh, she's been around for quite a while. I don't know. Um, longevity, I guess, is a great word to use as far as her career yes, is concerned. Yes, for sure, for sure. And and she still looks fabulous, which is awesome. Let's get into it with Blanca. Good morning. We're doing good. You've got James, and I don't know if you're familiar with my co-host. Her name is Aisha Woods. Oh. <laughs> it's been a minute. Oh, Good it's gracious. been a minute. Oh, it's been so many you know years. What? I was going to say, it's, it's been more than a minute. It's It's been a um, couple hundred thousand minutes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanca, the last time we chatted on Between the Grooves, it was uh, early 2020. Uh, we talked about how kids can change priorities. We talked about your experience in Group One Crew, uh, the transition as a solo artist, label pressures, and a bunch of other stuff. And that was all before the pandemic. So uh, um, <laughs> everything's kind of changed again, hasn't it? It really has. Life is crazy. I feel like it's it's crazy how right now the pandemic feels like a a blip in the system. I don't know, like. We went through that. Like, what happened? What was And how did we go through that? Because it was a couple of years, right? (laughs) Yes. The thing I'll say, though, is every time I see you post on social media, you're always smiling. Uh, Oh, thank you. And sometimes I'm thinking to myself, why? Because I don't feel like smiling a lot of times. (laughs) I feel like I I would say I'm learning that my joy is my secret weapon. There you go. So, there you go. <laughs> I feel like I could be, what do they call them? Like when it's like when you're too optimistic. Um, but I could, oh, a, tox, a toxic optimist. But I, I just <sighs> have learned that gratefulness and joy and, and kind of seeing the hope in situations is what has really carried me through a lot of difficulties in my life so um i i thank god for that trait because i know it's not something that that comes easy for for everyone but um i feel like i'm just like a happy person i like to be around people and i like to have fun yeah. and be silly and so it's it like it keeps me youthful keeps me lighthearted, and has helped Fair for enough. sure 
I heard that you're in good company because um, that's me all day, every day. I, <laughs> and I laugh a lot. I laugh a lot. And that that's another secret weapon. These days, are you indie or are you connected with uh, with a label? I am with a label. I am with um, okay. Curb, which is uh, Word Curb. They're kind of yes. like they've been bought, you know, Word got bought out by curb and so mm-hmm. it's crazy because when i got signed in, in group one crew we got signed to word or fervent which was like a part of word um right and i'm still there it's been over that's why i don't know how many years it's like 15 years or something that i've been with wow. with the, the same crew but they're great people and have been very supportive of my my journey even my my mm-hmm. personal journey that that counts a lot for me. And when I wait things out, it's like they care about my son. They care about, you know, make sure that I'm good and I'm feeling mm-hmm. my best. So they've been a great team to work with. That's awesome. You So you said your son. How many kids do you have? Do you just have one boy? I just have one boy and he is All right. 10, 10 years old. Oh, like gotcha. I have a, I, I entered the double digits. <laughs> now is he the is he the ten year old that is proud of his mom as an artist or a little embarrassed? Because when my kids, as they get, you know, originally when they were young, you know, I I work in radio, I do the morning show, and it's like, oh, it's cool, my dad's famous, even though I'm not. And, but as they got older, it's just like they really don't have as much to do with me and my career, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think at ten, I don't know how most 10 years 10 year olds are but he still has like a little bit of his innocence and like he he's a little oblivious like what is it that you do mom like I'm kind of putting <laughs> the pieces together and I like my mom's a singer but um yeah he so it's still he's not embarrassed yet but <laughs> I did ask him that question like when it comes to like my silliness or things like that we were hanging out with family and um, they made a comment about one of their kids being embarrassed. And I said, London, do you get embarrassed of me? And he's like, well, sometimes. <laughs> so that was the first time I ever heard him be like, oh, there's there's times when you do silly things that embarrass me. I so I think see. he's approaching that 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 age now. Yeah, that weird age. Uh-huh. I could see as he gets older that, you know, you'll be doing one of your typical you know, Insta posts or whatever with you dancing and stuff. And he'll go, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I could see that for it's sure. I post, I post every once in a while on my socials and um, my kids are on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. They're on TikTok and a bunch of other stuff as well. But if I post on Instagram, I'll bug my daughter. She's 19. I'll bug her and say, so how come you haven't liked my picture yet? And she won't. She won't like my picture because I don't know if she just doesn't want to be associated with me or something. My son is a little bit more tolerant. He'll do it just to you know appease me. But she no, she, really? she's very selective. Yeah, yeah. And how old is your son? He's twenty two. He's smart, okay. obviously. <laughs> I think I there's like a listen. an era, no, right, where they they like don't want anything to do with you. I've heard there's like. The teen years can be a little bit traumatic mm-hmm. for a parent, but then they come back right. and right. they start uh, loving you again. Yeah. 
supposedly my boy is um we've got four of them blanca four four and, boys yeah can you imagine and one of them is we've got an 11 year old a nine-year-old um a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and my 11 year old is he's at that wonky stage where i just want to grip him up someday is my boy you know um and i've i've heard a lot lately aisha it'll be a few years for this weird stage and just like you said he'll he'll come back but i'm like but you got to go through four of them the mercy. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's what my sister told me too the other day she yeah. was like yeah you got it and then four you've got times and then you've got <laughs> the older one right you've got the 50 year old yes. one <laughs> right right my big boy my first boy yeah <laughs> you gotta deal with him too so <laughs> Thankfully, man, you are outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. Queen of my castle, though. Oh, oh, that's good. Yep. So, can you? So, are you writing? Sorry, go ahead, Aisha. No, I was. Am I writing? Are you writing? Yeah. Yes. So, I came out with my last album, "The Heartbreak and the Healing," that came out last September, um, in 2022, and. Okay. Then we released a deluxe version of the album with just a few additional tracks and remix. Um, and that came out this September in 2023. Gotcha. So I'm currently just getting into the process of writing again. And we've done so far two weeks of um, writing. So I spread it out like I'll go to Nashville or L.A. for a week's time and, and try to get in as much as I can while I'm there. Uh, but it's been exciting because it's like this is one of my favorite processes as an artist is sure. um, being creative and just figuring out what is it that this album is going to carry. I feel like a lot of my songs come from my own personal journey and experiences. Yeah. And, and I've been sharing this lately. It's like with the heartbreak and the healing or shattered my album before that, like I went through these really traumatic experiences from you know losing my parents and then my latest album was oh, about gosh. going through a divorce yeah okay. so it's it's like come out of like a lot of difficult things but hard places. this is the sure. first time that I'm I'm kind of like all right let's see you know what do I write about now like things feel a little bit more um not that there's not hardships, because there's always things, you know, like lear I'm, I'm learning about myself. I'm trying to find my voice. It's like all these things are still challenges, but there's not like yeah. this big experience that's like, oh, this is the catapult or this is what, what's going to drive this album. So I'm, I've mm -hmm. been excited to be like, okay, how do you write from like a joyous place? How do you write from a place of love <laughs> and not just pain? And um, so it's been a new experience that's been a little scary, but um it's been exciting as well to kind of figure it out. I can yeah. understand how you would enjoy the creative writing process, but if I were in your shoes, I'd be looking at um, or anticipating the recording stage, seeing that whole vision unfold. I mean, to me, that would be, hey, this is this is what I envisioned. This is what I you know saw when I was writing this stuff. That's kind know, of a, it's like all. A, are you a journey person or a journey person or a destination person? You know? Yeah. I think the the beautiful, like, I remember on the last album, 
I wrote some of it during the pandemic and I have a song called mm -hmm. The Healing. And I literally did a session over Zoom with a producer and they sent me a track and I wrote it. I, I remember where I was in my house where I was like writing the melodies and sending them and, e you know, like sending it through email or text like, hey, this is an idea. And then um, we kind of like formulated the song through the pandemic, but never had a chance to actually record it. Then I went after the pandemic to L.A. and I got to record the song. And while I was there, I told them, man, how awesome would it be to get someone like Dante Bow? Um, or someone from Mav City, like they've walked me through this journey of my divorce. And I don't know, it's just like throwing it out in the air and like to see how God kind of formulated everything. And I was able to have Dante on the song. And I say all this to say the moment we recorded the music video, I stood in this room and it was like playing a movie in my head from like that beginning point of I remember when this was just an idea in my voice notes <laughs> and here I am on set with all these people supporting this song and Dante's here all came together. It's like, those are the moments that feel so beautiful to me to see, like you're saying the idea, the seed and where it started and kind of how it grew and unfolded into what it becomes. Mm -hmm. Did you picture the whole collaboration with Dante Bo? Because I mean, your your voice your voices together are phenomenal. The, the combination yeah, is incredible. Yeah, like, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like when I was in the studio, I pulled up videos of Dante, like with the producer, and just like, hey, this is this guy. Like I don't know him personally. I've done a Sorry, Aisha, Aisha trying to take a crack at it there. <laughs> I was like, Dante, is that you? Um, but it's been. It's so cool just to see like his voice, even Chandler, like a few, there's like key people that um, I felt like in the season of hardship that I walked through were like key people that helped me through that process, through their songs and the music that they were creating. So it was like a full circle moment to, that he said, yes, I reached out to him on Instagram, like DM'd him and like, hey, I have this That's song. Crazy. I don't know if you're interested. Yeah. So it's like it was all kind of just like flying by the seat of my pants. And he was like, yeah. And then he never responded again. Like he said, yes, that he would be done <laughs> for a collab. But I sent him the song. I was like writing and I never heard back. And then I was at the Double Awards that year and I was hosting the red carpet. And I saw Dante oh, there gotcha. and on camera, he said, look out for our song coming out <laughs> next year. We're doing uh, a song together for Blanca's album. I, like, I guess bananas. this is official. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> kind of nice for you to find out that way. Eh? Right. Yeah. Just like that. Right. I guess it's happening. <laughs> that's awesome. That's actually quite nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. Now you're t talking about Christian radio, right? I've, I've got a question to ask you because, um, you know Christian radio, and you know there are particular things, um, nuances and uh, sounds and yeah. vocal tricks, if you were. Um, how have you mapped the sound for Christian radio? Man, I feel like I'm... I've been doing this for so many years and I'm still trying to figure this out, but yeah, I would say there is a specific formula or sound that comes with 
CCM or Christian radio. And for many years, I think the, the, the most challenging thing in my career has been, here's this girl, you know, this Latina from Puerto Rico. She is a little spicy, has a little bit too much, you know, vibrato in her voice or, uh, soul and, which I feel like you could relate to this, Aisha, but I think for, for so long, it was like, how do we fit her in this mold of what we know works? And I feel like I got lost in that journey because I was like, I have to change the, these parts of me that kind of are niche or make me who I am don't fit. And so I have to learn how to change them or water them down or, or sound like ABC. And um, I think when I went through my divorce, uh, strangely enough, it's like through that very hard moment in my life, I think I, I started to question everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who am I? What defines me? What do I want to do in life? This I'm, I'm kind of at this pivotal state and I really want to embrace these things that I've pushed down for so long. And so I feel like when I did that and I started actually embracing the parts of me that made me who I am, it actually clicked for radio and it clicked for fans. And it, I, I feel like this has been my most successful season as a solo artist because I didn't follow the formula. And I, I, there's, there's always key things. Like I know I can't just go off the cuff and make some song that's, you know, too left field, but it's just like following kind of a little bit of the roadmap and saying, but I'm going to give it this twist. And um, it's worked so far. Let's see how, how it continues to work. But so far, so good. I think a lot of yeah. it is the production element, though. And, and you've got that Christian pop sound. Forget even the term Christian. You've got that pop sound that just mm-hmm. that resonates with what radio looks for in a song to... You know, I'm the morning show host at Joy Radio in Toronto, and and I want songs that are up tempo and you know get people awake in the morning, right? Versus sure. you know some of the slower songs, and there's nothing wrong with them, but right. you know if it's got that upbeat you know sound that you have, I, I think that attracts uh, radio and attracts the listeners that listen to radio. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's it. It's even deeper. Like, can I just say? Okay, so that was superficial. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying She's just adding. She's oh, okay, okay, to okay. <laughs> to add on to that, to append. Yeah. Right, right. Here's the thing. Blanca can blow. Right. She can blow. She can go. Yeah. And the formula for. CCM radio is not so much vibrato or not a ton of runs vocally, um, not ridiculously dialed in bass, um, certain drum sounds, you know, there are just little things that make or break you and there are very few artists that have done it and done it so well 
you know? Like I, I think about um, Natalie, Natalie Grant. Whew. Yeah. She, listen, she's mastered that thing. And she, really- and she can go, <laughs> you know? So, so Blanca, kudos, kudos to you. Glory to God. Um, it's, it's admirable. And, uh, and I, I just think it's a wonderful thing. I, I am so inspired by women like Natalie. I'm like, mm-hmm. they, they've become like legendary, I would say in our space, but to be able to do oh. it for so many years and just, oh, yeah. I don't know, they just carry something special. So to right. even be mentioned right. in the same category, I'm like, hey, I am at that. I think part of the reason for for Natalie and also yourself is is you do it so effortlessly, right? I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem like you're you're working. You're just having fun and singing, and it just it's 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 very professional. It comes out the right way every time, and smiling along the way, and smiling, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. You know who else? If you're, you're talking about artists who have that ability, Torin Wells, I think, is incredible. The, the oh, yeah. amount of even different genres that he can. Um, I, I there was one time on the radio we must have been playing three or at least two or three different hit songs from him at the same time. They were all charting Ooh, on different unheard charts. Unheard of. That is unheard of. I know. I know. <laughs> right, and there's not a lot right. of artists that could do that sort of thing. Right. You know. Right. Uh, I, I, in fact, I'm thinking Torn Wells. Who else has done that? Um, mm. Maybe. I feel like there's like bigger artists. You know, like the like a Toby Mac or something like that. Yeah, like a Toby or uh, Brandon Lake. You know, they can be on like five songs at once. Sure, sure, for sure. Especially when you consider the gospel category and the CCM type sound. Yeah, they could. You know, or collaborations. I I think you know what. Thinking out loud here, here's a great collaboration. This is something that that uh, you guys should consider. How about Blanca and Aisha? Let's go. We got, a, we got a studio right in Central Florida. You're on I'm just something. saying. You're on something. <laughs> I want I want credit for that idea though. All right. I'll I'll participate in Ready the songwriting process just so I can have my name on there. <laughs> a third oh, word. Yeah. He's already he's already planning this out. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't get any of that stuff. So tell us this about dude. this this uh, new um, I guess this process in this period of your life now when you're writing again and um is it is it gonna when's it gonna come to the stage of actually recording um well the cool thing about how i've been doing music lately is we'll write songs with i i have like a team now that i really love um and so we'll get into the studio and write the songs get the ideas flowing try to finish the song and then before the week is done, we basically demo it out, but in a way that it's like the final, like we can mm-hmm. get all the BGPs. And, and if there's anything that we have to retract, we can do that. But for the most part, we have a lot of the, the main piece of the song finished and then we add yeah. production and things like that. So I'm already like I would say I have about five songs right now that I'm really happy with how they've turned out and hoping nice. that by next year maybe early next year uh, a song will you know like a, a first single would come out and 
Um, mm-hmm. But for sure, by summer, that you you'll be hearing some new music. And what about an album? Good like, stuff. is out al- is album is that still a thing? I mean, I know a lot of artists are just doing singles these days because songs. Yeah, yeah. I think for my process, it's kind of like throw out singles. Um, but they all make the album and then the album comes out maybe, you know, fall next year or something. But in the meantime, you're giving people little, like leaving a little trail. So it's right. like a song, yeah, for sure. a song and it all makes up the album in the end. Sure. So you had, I mean, mm-hmm. in, say 12 songs on an album, five have, have already been released as singles and then launch the album and here's the title track or something like that. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's nice. I, I, you know, from a radio perspective, I like the singles. I don't like waiting for an album. I like when the singles get released. And if it gets mm-hmm. put onto an album after the fact, it's great because everybody, it's it's brand recognition. You know, people recognize the songs, sure. they re- recognize the style and the, and, and whatever else with the music. I, I, yeah. I'm grateful that record labels and things are starting to take on the more single mentality because at, at first it was kind of like you know with radio and things like that you want to work a song for a certain amount of months and that's all understandable right. but I feel like the culture now it's like people want more content they want more songs they want to hear things sooner mm-hmm. and it's like the wait six yeah. months before another song is released is kind of like uh, a little bit too long um, mm-hmm. or like to wait for a whole album to you know, people aren't really listening through every song, but if you release them nope. little by little, it's like they'll take the time to listen. I, yeah. sa- I think sometimes, though, labels can get a little too confusing where uh, they are, you know, you might release a single to radio and then two weeks later you're releasing a single to the streaming platforms. And then, and then to me, that gets a little confusing with with all the songs that are out there within a six six week period it gets a little confusing mm. yeah an overload of content you're saying yeah almost an overload and not to say anything bad about the songs they're all great songs um i just maybe it's just because everybody consumes stuff so quickly now and that's, the, that's the attention span yeah the attention span is is smaller than that it of used a to be. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly maybe oh that's what God. it is these these kids I know. <laughs> it's hard they just want content, it content, content. it's so it's <laughs> tough yeah it's true so uh you got a bunch of songs that have already been recorded album perhaps later next year and are you doing the whole uh videos with all of that as well i mean that's that's some some artists don't bother putting together music videos um they'll just I- have some um, you know, thing online where it's just a lyric video or something like that. But, but you're, yeah, you're going to go ahead with the videos too? Yeah, we do a mix too? of both. I think for singles, um, we try to do a music video for each of the singles, but not for every song. Um, just kind of like maybe three or so that we really feel passionate about. And then the rest could be like uh, more of a performance performance videos of like something a little more simple for like social media or like to get clips mm-hmm. and, uh, or lyric videos things that are still visually appealing but not a full music video you know done to the extreme right and what about right. what about new collaborations is there a few that you've been working with for this as well i have zero collaborations so far oh, okay um 
but I'm. Maybe that's you'll. Always ma- a fun part too. Maybe you'll Let's find out at the next Dove Awards, right? Somebody will walk down the carpet and say, hey, we got a song know, releasing maybe. next year. Surprise. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm, in, I'm into it. Let's see. And you've been doing stuff. a lot of uh, Spanish and Portuguese stuff too, haven't you? I've only done one Portuguese song, but I have been doing a lot of Spanish stuff. I feel like that was part of what I was talking about earlier, of just like embracing certain things, um, and like <laughs> embracing my roots, embracing my my heritage i think was a big piece for me um so i've been trying to create more content uh that serves you know people in the latin american countries or that's uh, awesome family and things like that yeah so it's like i'll i'll translate some of my stuff or um i've done like a, a worship song that i really liked in english but i was like man i feel like in spanish this would be so powerful and so yeah. I was able to, to cover it, uh, which was Make Room. I don't know if you guys have heard Make Room, oh, but yes. I didn't. Yes, ma'am. So it's, <laughs> it's been really cool. It's been a really fun experience to kind of like journey into that space. Mm-hmm. Speaking of worship, are, are you plugged in at a, a church locally? Like, do you do you lead worship also or is that completely separate from your artistry? I have uh, my home church here in Orlando. It's called Journey, and I love them. They've they've been mm-hmm. really supportive of like allowing me to do what I do, but also inviting sure. me in to come in maybe once a month and lead at the church and just nice. have some form of community with like the worship team. And so it's been really yeah. new because this is like it's not anything that I've done before. Um, mm-hmm been a new kind of um thing that i've i've been doing that you would think since i do music like in aisha i feel like you would understand too it's like in the ccs in space doing a show and going in and doing your music is way different than leading a church into worship oh absolutely i was like intimidated at first to be like okay like how this is a whole system like how do you guys flow and what, how do you like learn all these songs in time? And so Mm -hmm. it's been so (laughs) awesome to just like learn and study and, and come alongside these, these people at church that are so good at what they do. So I've really enjoyed learning more about like the worship side of like church. That's cool. Aisha, you can relate to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's been a little minute. Um, I'm actually plugged in at a church here in Lake County, and um, I've led worship here for almost five years. And I'll still go out and do things, but um, you're right. Leading worship is it's completely different. Um, you know, I don't even. I don't do my songs here at the church. <laughs> it's it's no. just weird, you know. It's it was weird. very weird. I think it would be for for a a worship um, artist that specializes mm-hmm. in worship music. I think it would be more appropriate for them to have some of their songs in the worship set, as long as they're not out there on the stage saying, "This is a song I wrote about." Because 
you know, they're kind of gloating. They're kind of like, hey, yes. everybody, look at me. Look at the song I wrote. And I've seen right, I've right. seen worship artists do that once in a while, maybe not mm-hmm. as, as, you know, as recent these days. Um, right. But you're right. I mean, you know, for you to have a different style, that would be a big learning curve, I, su- I suppose, Blanca, for you with just the um, style of music that you record. I-, I would think that for some artists, they would want to go to church and just un- unplug a little bit versus getting too mm-hmm. involved in the music side of things and then getting too busy doing that. Yeah, I think that's what it's a good balance because there is times where I'm like, you know, it's they work hard, you know, being on the worship team and it's a commitment and you don't really like they really try to enforce um, a culture where like we come out to one of the services and we get to watch the message or sit with our family. And that's helpful. But for the most part, it's like there are times where you just want to come and unplug and, you know, fill up yeah. and receive and not necessarily serve. But there is something beautiful about serving at your local church and being able to find community in a different way where I wasn't right. getting that when I was just showing up and slipping, you know, into the back seat and leaving right after. It's like right, right. there's something really awesome about getting to meet people in a deeper level at church and having that sort of community. We got to listen before you go. I'm serious about um, getting together. It makes no sense that we're both in the same Metroplex. and uh, (laughs) (laughs) So please, um, I'm going to shoot you a DM on, uh, on IG and let's, let's connect, please. Let's do it. I'm so down for that. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. It was fun talking. Thanks, Blanca. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wow, Blanca on Between the Grooves. That was a great chat. Yeah, it really was. Um, I'll have to remember to utilize my secret weapon, joy. It shouldn't be secret, though. It shouldn't be secret. It should be, we should all have it, right? Hey, before we go, let's get some artist advice. Here's Natasha Zimbero. This is going to sound really cliche, um, but it is never give up and look to God to make your decisions. Don't look within yourself to figure it all out. That's good advice. It is. Uh, I got a I got a chance to sit with her for a few minutes at the uh, recent Covenant Awards, and she is the real deal. So, you know, quite frankly, it's not just um, it's not all about the career, you know. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. about the relationship, and so uh, I really appreciated mm-hmm. that uh, coming from her. Yeah, it's great, and for the fact that she mentioned the importance of having community and counsel, like you can't, no man's an island, really. Mm-hmm. Um, having wise counsel and, and people you can bounce things off of is so important in not only in the industry but in life as a whole. So I appreciate that. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you for checking out Between the Grooves. And uh, there's lots more for you wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends? 
Rating our podcast or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook or X at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod. Or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com.